Welcome, you're listening to That Winning. This is Ren Chia. With me is my co-host, Duke Havlal. Hi there. And we're recording live in the Museum of Chinese in America in Chinatown, New York. And here with us also is our producer, Laren Tang. Howdy. So, uh, NBA season is right around the corner. And we're big NBA fans. And, uh, you know, this being our first show, we thought what better way to kick it off than some NBA preseason talk. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> it is fabulous. That is fabulous. Is it fabulous, Larry? It's great. Fabulous. It's great. Fabulous. Terrific. Um, you know, we also happen to be uh, Houston Rockets fans and Jeremy Lin fans. Surprise, surprise. Uh, because we're uh, all Asian American in this podcast here. Uh, Larry and I are Taiwanese. And uh, Sri Lankan Tamil. Duke is Sri Lankan Tamil. Better acts. Somebody. You're like Shaquille O'Neal on the TNT show. The, I know. Like, you're, you're, you're like, like Shaq. You don't have Just a space sick. out for it. So, so, yeah. I'm back. Oh, All right, cool. Uh, so, that being said, uh, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have to address Jamie Lynn and Jamie Lynn's preseason and Jamie Lynn's season to come with ten burning questions. Burning questions about Jamie Lynn this season. So let's get it started right off the bat. All right, we got. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? We, we have a ton more questions. These are the 10 that we sort of randomly selected. So we'll do another one of these segments and maybe a couple more because we had tons of questions. But here, here, here's the 10 that we randomly selected first. So the first one, how much can we read into Jeremy Lin's lackluster preseason performance? Three games, 23 minutes, 25 minutes, 31 minutes. I, I mean, he, he shot very poorly. 20, 25%. 25%, very bad. The last game they won, 31 minutes, and basically they're just trying to prep him to be able to play 35 to 40 minutes. And coming off a knee surgery, you don't expect too much. But in the last yeah. game they won, and he had right. double-digit assists, five rebounds, four yeah. steals. I like it. I, I think I, I think that the people kind of overlook are overlooking that. Like they started bashing him real early already, saying you know like look at his preseason numbers. He's not doing. He's already not living up to expectations. But you know, overlook, if this was a superstar. If this was a star coming off of a knee injury, they wouldn't expect that much of him. They wouldn't play him that much to begin with either. We have to get used to him being under a microscope. You know, right. No. Critics are going to have, you know, moronic decisions. Did, did you guys hear about the, the New York uh, sports writer apparently wrote that the Houston coaches think Jeremy Lin's not trying hard enough? And then the, the Houston coaches were like, that's all Yeah, bullshit. you know, there was actually a lot of New York media that's kind of like uh, – just, just dumping on Lynn right now, saying how they, oh, they knew all this time he wasn't that good and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they're sort of submarining the whole thing. It's a, a revisionist history. There was this uh, Yahoo Sports article about it, how they're sort of like changing the way they thought about everything, even though everybody was was on his jock before. Everybody was on Jeremy Lin's jock during insanity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we knew all along. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a little crap. But anyway. Uh, I think the most the, the 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 most startling thing or the most thing to look out for is that he, he looked really sluggish those first two games. He looked like he wasn't in shape. But the last game looked better. <clears throat> he definitely looked better. And if you look at those numbers, the turnovers are down, and I think that that's, that's key. That's key. So uh, what do you think, Duke? Do we read into this, uh, this preseason performance too much or what? Absolutely not. Some of the greatest players in NBA, History of that bad preseason. I think yeah. Michael Jordan was cut from his preseason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the Lakers are 0 4 in the preseason, so I wouldn't read too much into that. All right, next question. Is Jeremy Lin 
a legitimate starting point guard in the NBA right now? Uh, you know, this probably ain't gonna be liked, but I I gotta say I don't I'm I don't say no. I'm gonna say no. I don't know. I say I don't know. Okay, because I think he has a lot to prove. Um, I I kind of compare it to when Goran Dragic had that incredible run in the playoffs for the Suns, and then he came over to Houston and he struggled. He really struggled that first year. But you know, the Rockets didn't quit on him, and um, he had a chance this past season, and he really showed what he could do. Uh, but then again, he had veterans to work with. You know, Jeremy Lin doesn't have veterans to work with. So you could look at that a couple different ways, right? Because he doesn't have to, to win games. He just has to learn how to play the position. Yeah, I think, I think the experience he got last year playing in such a chaotic atmosphere will give him legitimacy as a leader. You know, but it's hard to say, is he a legitimate starting point guard? I mean, it's debatable. Is Raymond Felton a legitimate starting point guard? At the end of the day, you want to be able to lead your team to wins. And right. can you do your role to the fullest to help 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 that team success? And and that's you know right. Can like, he lead? You're always going to have teams that win like 16 games. I mean, was a starting point guard for the Charlotte Bobcats a legitimate point guard? And mm-hmm. Maybe the rest of the team wasn't that good. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe it takes time. I mean, Avery Johnson probably wasn't considered a legitimate starting point guard for most of his career until the end of his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I think Jeremy Lin earned a shot at it by what he did last year, and now yeah. we're going to find out. And yeah, in the sense that Dragic earned his shot, uh, I think Lin has earned a shot, and the Rockets are willing to, to give it to him. I mean, you know, even if he wasn't here in Houston, the Knicks would have given him a shot. Yeah. You know, if he had never, you know, signed a contract with Houston, the Knicks would have given him a and shot. And it's like Kyle Lowry before Goran Dragic. I mean, Aaron Brooks was starting point guard, and mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry just, you know, mm-hmm. he just kept working, 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 and he just looked like a fantastic starter. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you get your moments, you get your time. Some players, you know, get their, you know, their opportunity. You know, now, question number three: Does the enthusiasm for Jamilin continue, even if the Rockets are perennial losers? If they are losing, unless he's averaging ridiculous numbers, the the insanity is going to fade. It's gonna it's gonna go down within two months. Right, and I guess that's what you you have to you have to you know um, figure out what you mean by perennial, right? By perennial, I mean he's only got really like two years to really do something as far as wins and losses is concerned, and I don't know if they're too concerned about that. So perennial losers, I, I don't know, but as far as if they're losing games this season, I don't even think it matters. I think if he's showing improvement, if he's putting up decent numbers, uh, the there will be hype, and he will get that following, and people will be watching his games in Asia. You know, Asian Americans here will be watching his games. They're going to want to see his games. The diehard fans are always going to be there, but winning does everything. You know, when Tebow, you know, was winning, 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 he right. was all over the place. He got them into the playoffs. He did, but you know, now the Jets. Like, I mean, you know, the Jets are a story because they're in New York, so yeah. he will still always be in the media. But you have plenty of like great players that are on losing teams and they just don't get a lot of hype. But I, what I would say is different here is because of that special nature of Jamie Lynn. And yeah, it may not last past one or two years. One one year. Maybe not past one season if, if it's just mediocre. If he's, it just shows mediocrity. But I think um, if they just play games close and they fight hard and he, he does well, he plays well, the hype's going to be there regardless if the wins or losses are there. It's it's a harsh world to you know the sports. I mean you know they're all millionaires, so we're not gonna 
parts as relative, but mm-hmm. yeah, right. um, you know, it's oh, a harsh it's landscape. It's so hard to make my million. Well, like, right now, everybody's going to be rooting for Jeremy Lin. Everybody's. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of haters right now, but that quickly changes. Look at LeBron James. They loved him, loved him, loved him. But eventually, they're going to find ways to hate you. You know. that, that's true, especially when you're getting all that media exposure. But we got another question like that, that that's further down that, that will address some of that. But what I, what I want to say is that, that Lynn might not have a lot of haters, but he sure does have a lot of people that are waiting to sit there and just say, I told you so. You know what I mean? Oh, there's, there's a, a lot definitely. of people that are just waiting to see their, to see him fail. They're waiting for him to fail. They want him to fail just so they can say, you see, I told you so. But those people are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about people that are sitting around waiting, <laughs> waiting for people to fail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess those are haters. Isn't that the very definition of what a hater is? Haters need to get a life. (laughs) All right, next one. Question four. What would it take for Lynn to be replaced in the starting line? I I think that injury is the only thing. Uh, There's no other. I mean, they got they they brought in Tony Douglas. They brought the only guy last season. It was so bad that Jamie Lynn got his shot to begin with. So I mean, you know. Uh, just ensure, so the Rockets ensure that the backup is bad enough to be the backup. And now it makes it sound like I'm saying Jamie Lynn's nothing good, but you know, I'm just saying, you know, that's that's what they've done. They've gotten Jamie Lynn's backup from New York to, to, to come play. It's a setup. He's he's a Daryl Morey set up a team that is going to make a lot of money, and at the same time, like if they win, oh bonus, like it's big. But then you know, he he wants them to tank. He's mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. trying to become the first general manager set up a team that tanks yet makes a whole lot of money, which really hasn't been done that I can think of, you know? Yeah. No, we'll have to get a fact check on that. <laughs> no, I, no, but it's rare. Yeah, I, I can't imagine teams uh, tanking games and still being very, very popular or making a whole lot of money and doesn't have an opportunity here with, with Jamie Lynn to, to kind of do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number five is, will Jamie Lynn be voted in as an all-star starter a la Yao Ming? I, I just don't see it happening. I, I think if they're losing, they're below 500, and the Linsanian kind of wears off. I, I just can't see votes being taken away from Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant. It's, L.A. is, is going to be talked about. Well, what if they are around 500? They're around 500. And let's say he's getting, like, what, 18 and 8. You know, he, he would definitely deserve uh, all-star thought. Mm-hmm. Consideration. Consideration. Yeah. But not as a starter. Unless, I, unless I, that's I, the best point guard in the West, which I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I doubt that's going to happen. See, see the, the, the thing is, is that, um, you know, he's not going to get that crazy following from Asia that Yao Ming did. Because a, Asian audiences these days, Asian-American audiences too, are, are more savvy. I mean... Um, out in China, Kobe's the, the, the favorite son. You know, everybody loves Kobe out there. Everybody loves Dwight Howard, you know. Um, and Chris Paul was just out there. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, they're, ju- they're much more savvy about the NBA right now, and they know who's good. They know all the talent, and there's just too much talent at the guard position for uh, Jeremy yeah. to, to sneak in. We didn't even mention uh, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, you know. Um, Tony Parker. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash could have a great year. Yeah, yeah, Steve Nash could have an awesome year. Yeah. For Yao Ming, it was Yao Ming versus Shaq. Right. Yeah, yeah. essentially it was Yao versus Shaq. For a reason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were, yeah. For a reason. They're just tired of Shaq. Yeah. Uh, all right. The question number six. Question number six. Jeremy Lin is sure to bring extra media attention to the Rockets. With such a young team, do you think that will be a distraction? Uh, so we alluded to this before about the media, right? Um, 
Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be a distraction because what you got with Lynn is is I've never seen, in, at least in NBA history, a player that receives so much uh, media attention and uh, you know endorsements and all of these things at sort of the level that that he's played. Uh, and you know, if, just not being a, a superstar talent. And I think there's going to be players on his team that feel like they're better, more talented players than he is. Um, and that may spark some kind of resentment. It might. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's about how, how he addresses it, you know. I think he, you know, Jeremy Lin is a hard and soul player. He, he may not have been, like, the greatest vocal leader, so Tyson Chandler said in a recent interview, but he led by example. He led with heart. I mean, he wanted, he was sleeping on the couch. He was, <laughs> fighting, he was fighting for a real NBA contract. So yeah. that, if he brings that heart and soul. Like if, if that hasn't left his core, which I believe, I, I, I yeah. believe that's him. I think yeah. that's a certain type of person that doesn't just leave you. If he brings I, that, you know, he, he has the heart. There's plenty of guys who have fire, but they get that contract, and all of a sudden all that fire is gone. Well, I, we'll see yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I, I think that he's a hard, hard-working kid. He seems to be like that. I don't, I don't know him personally. But he seems to be like that. He seems to be that. And if his teammates kind of believe in him? Yeah. And, and, and he, he is Asian. And you know how hard hardworking we Asians are. You know, we, we, we're always... Uh, and he's got God on his side, too. He's got God on his side as well. Yeah, so... Um, well, there are, those, yeah. there are those certain Asians. I won't name the specific race of Asians. Oh, we're going to get into that. <laughs> is that is that what we're getting into right now? No. no okay, okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, yeah. No, no. I, I think that... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to move on. We're going to really move on to the next question, just to avoid that. we got to edit that out in post. All right. Um, where are we? Question seven. Question seven. What kind of numbers would Jeremy Lin have to put up in order to exceed your expectations? I mean, it's, a, it's enough to – I mean, I think most people are trying to, like, downplay, you know, what's going to happen. They're looking for him to kind of fail a little bit. Now, what is it going to take for him to exceed your expectations? I think what, what is manageably, you know, what you could look at as, you know, something that is reasonable for him to get would be like 15, 7, maybe 1 to 2 steals, 42% field goal percentage. Um, if he's a little better than that, that's one thing. For me, exceeding expectations, especially on a, on a team that's very young, is if he can shoot above 45% and have double-digit assists. If he can do that... To me, that's exceeding expectations because it's difficult to do that. Hell yeah, that's exceeding expectations. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't care how many points he scores. And turnovers, cut cut down the turnovers too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what you just said would would vastly, greatly exceed expectations. Yeah. You know, my my expectations, honestly, 14 and 7. You know, and as long as you keep those turnovers down, uh, I think that's a good year. That's your realistic that, that's a, No, no, I think that's a solid year. He gets 14 and 7, shoots a decent percentage, keeps those turnovers down, and the Rockets look like they're building something. They look like they're building yeah. something. That, that, that to me is an excellent year. You know, I, you know, we shouldn't get too hung up on the numbers because I, I've never looked at Jamie Lynn to be Chris Paul. I've never looked at Jamie Lynn to be, you, you know what I'm saying, like a superstar, right. like a Derrick yeah. Rose or something like that. He, you know, we, we talked about Avery Johnson before. I'll, I'll bring it back to him, you know. Uh, he he was a leader. He was a starting point guard. He, he was never the most talented player on his team, but he le- led his team to championships. He led the San Antonio Spurs to championships. And that's your biggest role as a point guard. You need to be a leader. 
you don't necessarily need to be the best player on your team, but can you demand the respect and lead your team? And Chris Paul has games where he scores six points, but right. it's leading yeah. that team to yeah. victory. Right. Question number eight. Where would you draft Jeremy Lin in fantasy basketball? The question of the day. He was a tough one. The question of the day. <laughs> you know, I just joined this a fantasy league from the uh, the crew at the SI Universe, uh, the um, you know Asian American comic anthology. It's out in stores now. Shattered, shattered, uh, shattered. Where's that? Uh, edited by Jer- Jerry Ma, Jeff Yang. Plug. That's uh, Perry Shen. Good, good plug. And uh, Keith Chow. Uh, amazing book. I happen to contribute to it myself. Uh, really wonderful. Yeah, really wonderful work. Anyway, um, uh, I just uh, joined a, a fantasy league with those guys. And uh, I think the rule is the person who gets the number one pick has to draft Jeremy Oh, wow. <laughs> has wow. to, has no, to that, draft that, Jeremy yeah, that. Yeah. So, so you may not actually want the number one pick. Even with that rule. I, I think, especially in predominantly Asian-American fantasy leagues, Jeremy Lin is going to screw the draft up. Because yeah. Everybody's, everybody's yeah. Gonna and this eliminates the awkwardness of your draft. <laughs> you, you just have to pick them first. I think that's a great idea. Getting first is good, bad. Good, bad. Yeah. It, is, it is good, bad. It eliminates. Uh, okay. but, but realistically speaking, uh, I'm not drafting him higher than six rounds. And I feel like I'll, I'll already have my point guards at that point. Yeah, to be honest, he would be a, a kind of a token pick. I mean, I, later I, rounds, just, I, you know, that's just me trying to win. Let's be real. Let's just me trying to win, win, win money. And 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 I'm and I'm talking. I, I've been winning. You know, I've, I've won our league. I lose all the time, Twice. so I don't mind. <laughs> you know, I won soon. other leagues. You know, I'm trying to win. Depending on who's in my league, if there's a real like. Ridiculous, thirty-something-year-old, like diehard Jeremy Lin fan in my league, which I know there will be. Yeah, I may pick him just semi-high to trade him. Just to that's semi-high. how your brain works. Or just to spite, just to spite. No, him. Not, not to spite him because I could, I could throw in like him. Trade value there. Yeah, I could, I could throw in him, Dirk Nowitzki, and Tony Parker and get LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that would take some. That's a real fan right there. That's a real genuine fan. You gotta take advantage of it. <laughs> okay. Question number nine. All right, there's a good one. Jamie Lynn returns to the garden, Madison Square Garden. How many points does he score? How does he do? And how do the fans receive him? I say triple, quadruple double turnovers because he's, he's going nuts. With the turnovers. So he's quadruple, he's quadruple double with the turnovers. And that's what they know him better than I It's going to be a huge game. It's going to be a huge game for him. There's going to be a lot of energy in the arena. I, I, I won't say how, how he does. I, I don't know about that. But what I, would, what I would say, I think that's December 17th is the game. What I would say is that um, the, the fans are going to be 50-50. It's going to be at least half just like Asian American fans that are there to support Jeremy Lin. Uh, and it's going to be a crazy scene. And I think, I think, I don't know if he's going to get booed. I think I think initially he'll be positively received. If the yeah. game gets kind of close, it might be in question. But in the beginning yeah. of the game, I think he's going to get a standing ovation. Yeah, he's at least going to get a standing ovation yeah. from the Asian fans. Because there are a lot of Asian fans that are very upset about oh, yeah. when when Lin left. Uh, not at Lin, upset at the Knicks. Right, right. So they're there to see him, and they're going to they're going to give him a standing ovation. So um, 
So they're at least half the fans. What would be amazing scenarios? He, he's having a great game, and and we're getting into the fourth quarter, five minutes left, and it's neck and neck. Jeremy Lin scores, and Nick scores. Jeremy Lin scores, and Nick scores. It's going to be like, who's going to get a louder cheer? And I think right. it's possible because of the James Dolan situation, Jeremy Lin gets louder cheers. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you saw that, that Toronto game where he hit that game-winning shot and the crowd erupted and you completely forgot they were in Toronto. Oh, you know what I mean? It felt like they were playing in the garden. Yeah, but how many real Toronto fans are there? <laughs> I don't know, man. You have diehard Knicks fans here. There are some diehard Knicks fans. That's true. That's true. All right. Coming up to our last question. Will the season go on without a racist incident with Lynn in the headline? In the headlines. There's, so, like, there's an over-under by our, uh, our uh, other co-host, which isn't here. Leonard says two. The over-under is two. What so over-under two... Uh, racist headline. I'm going way over. You're going way over? Way over, yeah. Way over? Well, what's way over? Oh, man, I, I'd say every time he's mentioned. <laughs> no, I, so, I'd say maybe six. So, it's, it's, so, so you're basically saying that any time well, there's a, a like, Asian pun, yeah, it's, it's it, offensive. It, it, and that's racist. Racist. It's racist. It's racist. Okay. I mean, if you're using all blobs, then it's going to be on. Oh, sure. sure. I'm going to use chink in the armor as the watermark. Okay, so I'm going to use chink in the armor as the watermark. It has to be at least as racist as chink in the armor. So based on the whole attention that Jeremy Lin got, I'm actually going to say it's going to be under, under two. If it's if chink in the armor is the is the watermark, uh, is the watermark I, I, I think it's going to be under. I, I think people have yeah. Uh, and more and this doesn't include uh, Twitter because Twitter right, right, right. is yeah. Twitter is insane. I mean, but what if it's the be... Twitter account of a of popular a, sports? I, I don't even think you can hold like people accountable on Twitter anymore, man. You just, you just say so what, they what if it's like the Houston Chronicle and the headline like Rocks are losing and the headline is the Rockets' rainbow is missing into yellow. Wow. Okay. I think that's oh, yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's just a dumb headline. I don't even <laughs> forget about racist. That's bad journalism. I don't. I don't even know what editor let that go through. But uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go under. How about you? I would say over. It's it's just gonna happen. Oh, yeah, you think so? I want it to happen because it's not. I, I know that people are racist. And I like it to be exposed. I don't like it when you're lying. <laughs> when, when racism happens, you can talk about it. It brings it up. Like, Jeremy Lin blowing up was more than just sports last, last yeah. season. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah issues that right. have kind of been just hidden and yeah. don't get talked about. Right. And, you know, there's bigger issues than racism, obviously. Sure. But it's a great issue to talk about, and people forget about it, and it kind of brings out a lot of people's true colors. Okay. Um, so I, I wanted to happen just to spark more conversations. About All right. Race. Duke wants the racism. Duke wants the racism in the NBA this season. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our 10 burning questions uh, about Jeremy Lin. Are you not going to do your little thing? <laughs> 10 burning questions about Jeremy Lin in this NBA preseason. Uh, we got more of these questions to come. That's like just this week's edition. As long as there's uh, basketball to be played, there's going to be questions to be asked. Burning questions. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.